I think we should start with a, a cheers and then get okay, Jesus. <laughs> okay, what's up, everybody? My name is Jonathan Woolley. I go by Woolley, and uh, the guy drinking whiskey with the herpes is Mike Sanders. Ah! <laughs> told you that in confidence come on man oh <laughs> uh, that's why i usually don't introduce these anyway <laughs> the topic at hand today well it's kind of again elon musk i know we talk about that dude a lot and we talk about tesla a lot but if you're living on the planet right now and you're into the automotive industry and car culture he comes up a lot so that's just the way it is um and what he's done basically since january 1st is lower the prices on his cars. And actually, I pr probably should be more well-versed in this stuff because I kind of passed off some of this information to you. You did like a quick social media, TikTok and a Reels and all that on this stuff. So you know more about it. It's the Model 3 and the Model Y. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, I didn't see how much he discounted all of them, but I know that, I know that the base Model Y is down $13,000, which is a pretty substantial cut. Yeah, uh, that's significant. So the point is, Elon Musk, as of the 1st of 2023, made a chess move here, and, and that was lowering the price of his cars. Um, and when you make a move like that in your Tesla, that's gonna send like tsunami effects throughout the entire industry. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, do you want to, anything you want to say, or do you want me to kind of keep talking or what? No, I keep going, man. Okay. Um, well, I mean, the way I saw it at first, there's, there's a lot of layers to this. So like the way I saw it at first is like, did we post the podcast? We did a podcast. Don't quote me on if we posted it yet. It might be coming soon, but, um, we were talking about how Elon Musk you know, needs to use the advantage that he has now over everybody else because that advantage is narrowing and, and everybody's coming from him in the EV space. So he needs to use that advantage to make maybe some exciting new models, something that defers from the little EV transportation pods that he tends to make now. Well, this is option B, what he's doing. He's he's apparently just cutting costs and and that's allowing him to run away with this. You know, all the big legacy car manufacturers had them in their crosshairs and they're gaining on them. They've got their friends in government. They've got big bucks and big investors and all that. And they're coming for them. And so he just went, all right, come for this. And he slashed the prices down. These legacy car manufacturers are having problems with production already. They're having problems with costs already. Regardless of what you read in the media, Ford, for example, has had big problems with the Mach-E and the fact that since their battery was, is not anymore, but was made in China, they didn't have control over the cost of their own battery. And those things were going up by the month. It had everybody in a complete panic mode. Elon Musk and Tesla has the rhythm down, right? They've got the production methods down. So he's got more profit margin in the cars and now he's cutting it just to squeeze all the legacy car manufacturers. And while I'm not an EV fan, I'm not especially a Tesla fan, I, I like the drama. I like, you know, I like his strategy here. So what say you? Uh, I, I, I think everything that you said is pretty on point. What he did was a very simple, 
yet very precise move that really helped to balance the scales again. Because, I mean, let's just walk through it here really quickly. He had like, what, a decade head start on everybody else. He already spent all the money on all the R&D. He already went through all the trials and tribulations that all these legacy manufacturers are going through now. And uh, he pretty much, for the most part, has it worked out. He's moved on to other projects for the most part. And the U.S. government was not backing him. They're backing their other horses and everybody else is gaining steam, gaining steam. Although they're tripping and falling on their faces, it seems like every other damn week. But they are gaining steam on him. But where he really, really wins, again, he had that decade-long head start. So most cost that goes into vehicles these days is, is not so much the raw materials and the hands that it takes and the machines that it takes to actually put these machines together. It's the initial R&D that it takes to actually create the tech that is going to be put out there. He's already long ago past that, especially since he's he's been running the same car models out for so so long now um which again like we said it's it's time come on Elon, give us something else give us something to be excited about but the point is he's very profitable on these vehicles and so he's able to do something like this whereas a car like you know i mean pick any of them uh, but i mean you see everybody else's evs right now and they're ridiculously priced but they're ridiculously priced because their materials are through the roof their labor on these things is through the roof, and their R&D is absolutely through mm -hmm. the freaking roof. And so, yeah, he's absolutely putting the chokehold on them right now because when they are at their worst, they're at, they're at a, a really weak and fragile state right now, and he basically just kicked them in the teeth and said, keep up now. Yeah. And again, this isn't, this isn't just about selling cars. This is about selling tech. This is about getting people to become brand loyal, and he knows that. You know, he knows that you just got to get as many vehicles out there as you possibly can. He also knows that demand is falling right now because interest rates are up and we are, I mean, we're already halfway into a recession. It's supposed to get worse, but it's already pretty bad. The stock market's basically been cut in half from what it was two years ago. Um, so people are just, they're keeping that wallet really close to their chest right now. People are not just up and spending money. He knows that. Uh, but he also knows, you got to remember, this is like the other reason that I think that this is such a crafty little chess move. And again, it's very simple is because only a company like Tesla could do this and have so many dominoes fall at the same time because Tesla is the new tech and it's the new hotness. It's the EV that everybody wants to try. Not everybody, but a lot of people want to try. You know, it's considered a luxury brand. It's one that is good for the environment. Like it has so many pluses. It checks so many boxes for so many people. So therefore, anybody is going, who's going to buy a new or a used car right now is immediately going to take the price of whatever they're looking at and look at it compared to what a new Tesla is. And because he's dropped those prices so much, He's going to win a lot of sales. And what's going to happen is it's going to force everything else down, which is where you and I get really excited because when cars are affordable, the automotive industry and the automotive aftermarket industry is a hell of a lot more fun. Well, yeah, let's all right. Let's let's break that down. Like I kind of made little notes here. So like you were you were just starting to scratch the surface of it. Like, how is this going to first of all, I just wanted to say. Sorry, I just wanted to say, like, the legacy car manufacturers, like, make no mistake, they're floundering. It's like you said, they're weak, they're 
they're trying to tread water here. They're reinventing the wheel. Like they've got all the marketing budget and they're good at marketing budget and they're never gonna let you know that, right? Like they're gonna mask that. They're gonna let you know that they're the leader in EVs and EV for everyone and all this kind of stuff. They're gonna, they're gonna act like they have it together. But behind the scenes, they are in fact reinventing the wheel, the likes of which they haven't had to do since the history of the automobile. Um, Tesla, like you said, 10 year head start. So I just wanted to make that clear because I, I see all the marketing that, you know, all these EV companies act like, you know, they're the future of EVs. Like they don't know this stuff is not ironed out yet. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of that is just marketing razzle dazzle while they try to figure it out. Anyway, so let's unpack it. How, how is this putting the squeeze on EV manufacturers? That would be one. So like how is a lower price Tesla going to screw over other EVs coming out. And then I wanted to get into how is there how is a low price Tesla going to uh, going to screw over all new cars like internal combustion cars and then how is it going to send ripple effects through the used car market. Um so I so, get What? You you want me to go through all those one by one? Well, I mean just we can break it down into chapters so to speak, but like what's it going to do to Ford and Hyundai and Kia and Volkswagen and GM and all the startups. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of the startups are getting quiet. I almost feel like Rivian, you know, may, may be lucid, but a lot of these other ones that you were hearing about are just like, well, damn, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we were trying to come in at a, at, at a, you know, the price that Tesla was and there's no way in hell we can come then 10 grand less. Well, think about, think about the stock market. Uh three years ago before COVID hit when every, everything was good everything was extremely high when everybody's making money it's easy to sell anything and it's easy to sell it for an exorbitant price because when everybody's making money they don't care so much what it costs it's simple supply and demand but when you create choke points and all of a sudden everybody's not making money anymore and then you have some guy who comes out and has a really good product dare i say the best of his style of product out there and he cuts the price to where no one else can, can compete, he owns that market very quickly, very, very quickly. It's the same thing. Facebook did the exact same thing. This is how they got rid of traditional media, remember? They came in. They yeah. Were, yeah, because they killed our print magazine, RIP. Um, they came in. They had a really good product. You know, they basically said, get your brand on here, sell your products. It's great. Sell it. It's all free. It's all free. Well, you can't freaking compete with free. So it puts everybody else out of business. And then when everybody else is out of business, then you raise your prices because they can't do anything else. It's, it's, that's, you know, they got no other choice. And that's exactly what Facebook has done, which is why it's all diminishing returns and just all shucks nowadays because you really don't have any other options. But let's, let's start breaking it all down piece by piece. So the most immediate thing that this affects is used Teslas. Uh, and again, well, let's let's start at the basis of this. Elon Musk is able to do this on a whim because he doesn't have dealerships to cater to. He doesn't have to worry about dealerships getting his vehicles, withholding them, doing crazy markups or any of the stupid other shenanigans that are happening right now. He has full control, full peripheral view on everything. Okay, so that's that's a big plus that he's got right now that no one else is, you know, no one else has that cool. caveat. And just to throw just a quick caveat in there, you just say caveat. Um, 
he was able to do that through like a loophole because he was a new car company or what have you. All the legacy manufacturers cannot just cut their dealers. They're trying to find little ways to get around that, but they're tied into their dealer network. There's, there's, there's laws protecting the dealers. So yep. I just wanted to add that in there. That, that It's not as simple as Ford or GM to say, well, we're going to cut our dealers to do what Tesla's doing. Not that simple. Anyway. And that ahead. being said, I agree with that. There should be laws to protect dealers because it's a, that's a lot of jobs. If you cut dealers and just say, oh, we're not doing business with them anymore, that by itself will absolutely 100% tank the U.S. economy. So you can't do that. That's 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 ridiculous. But yes, he has a leg up in that regard. So the most immediate thing it's going to affect is going to be used Teslas because everybody out there who's trying to sell them, I'm sure, was trying to sell them based on what his prices were just four weeks ago, and they're not there anymore. So now they're having to compete with the price of brand new ones that you would get straight from the factory. So those prices are plummeting down, which means everybody who bought one recently is going to be pretty butthurt over it. But that's what happens, man. That's why you wait on sales. I've been, Jesus, I've been, if, if you guys are mad about that, listen to our podcast more often because we've been telling you to wait, <laughs> pump the brakes, don't buy a car yet for a pretty damn long time now. So if you bought it, it's your fault. All right, so moving on. Um, and then again, like I said, Tesla is such a, they're, they're such new, unique cars and what they bring to the table and how many boxes they check. So because of that, it's immediately competing against damn near every new and used car that's out there for sale because it is what a lot of people are looking for. Now, if you've got somebody who truly wants luxury or truly wants the ridiculous things, like if somebody can afford and wants the new Hummer EV, that big behemoth, they're probably going to buy it. You're probably not going to talk that person into a Tesla, but the normal, just average everyday Joe is probably going to at least give it a look now. If they're truly in the market for buying a car, they're probably going to at least give it a look to see how much bang for the buck am I getting? I mean, the fact is you get a lot of bang for the buck. You get a very fast car. You get a car that has all the tech. You don't have to pay for gas. Um, uh, I think that with certain models, especially the Model Y, you now get that $7,500 tax break, which is okay. awesome. If you're, if you're, you know, making good money, it's good to be able to write off 7,500 bucks. That's awesome. At the end of the day, um, there's definitely a lot of big pluses there. Yeah, a Tesla. You know, a Tesla is not a car for enthusiasts. It doesn't necessarily appeal to people that love to drive. But it really appeals to everybody else. I mean, uh, you know, uh, like we're a lot of people aren't as 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 like passionate about this as we are, right? So like all the people looking at Subarus, all the people looking at GMCs, and all this like ah oh, whatever, maybe I'll get a Telluride from Kia or whatever. Now they're like, damn, the Telluride is the same price as a Model Three. I kind of want to try the electric thing because there's buzz around it and I don't have to put gas in it and I can get a tax credit on it. So like, not only is Elon Musk lowering the price on Tesla, like throwing a wrench into every legacy car manufacturer's EV plans, but now it's also throwing a real wrench. They done pissed them off. And now it's like throwing a wrench into their internal combustion product because he's straight up competing. I mean, this is just a random example 
just because I happened to write a quick article on the new Honda Pilot today. The new Honda Pilot Trail Sport, which is essentially like a Subaru Forester with a Honda Pilot badge in the third row or whatever. That car is 50 grand for a basic transportation with a little, you know, whatever off-road razzle-dazzle. But that's a $50,000 car. So now uh, Tesla's competing with, it, you know, all EVs up to like a random Honda Pilot. Like no one is safe from a Tesla now. And I think that that's really significant. Yeah, and if you think that's bad, wait till BYD makes their way to the U.S. and they really slash prices. That's going to F up everything. That yeah. you. <laughs> At that point, you have to just hope and pray that American consumers stick to their guns and say, we will not buy Chinese cars. Look at Amazon. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, they've had a real struggle. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the yeah. thing. If this works the way that it's intended to work and BYD, which, by the way, guys, is a is a Chinese car manufacturer. And now they're like, I don't know, 100 percent EV. If it, basically any car we get from them is going to be EV. Yeah. Um, I know that they've really jumped on that. Why? Because China controls the EV market. Pay attention, guys. Anyway, now they're trying to come to the U.S. and they've been so what's the word? smug and kind of cocky about it that they're like oh no we are coming to the u.s like you're not going to stop us from coming we're we're coming and you know what china does they bring in an inferior product for less price and every damn time the consumer chooses the inferior product with less price yeah but you know what's going to save the day on that one uh the tariffs that trump put into place on china so basically the way it works is any Wait, good. that mean that mean guy trump the mean guy the, the mean orange guy that's the <laughs> one so he put in you guys might not know I, I get a lot of overseas shipments and stuff so i've seen this all firsthand um any shipment that's coming from china into the united states gets a 25 percent tariff on it uh that adds to the cost and not only that but the shipment itself is also tariffed 25 percent as you guys know overseas shipments are through the freaking roof they have been since COVID hit and they just keep going up and up and up and up the price of containers is still ridiculous so whenever these vehicles come over on this container ship they're gonna have to be paying an extra 25 percent on everything that comes in that it won't completely save us but it will absolutely help because those those prices won't be the cut rate you know horribly low chinese prices like we're used to seeing that makes sense um, okay, so what do you think that this Tesla move here is going to do to the used market? Is this, I mean, we thought that the whole Carvana thing was kind of the catalyst to the prices coming down, and it probably was, but now what is this going to do to the used market? When you, it's like you were kind of touching on basically guys that were trying to sell a $50,000 uh, Model 3 last week that was used now have to reevaluate that. Like it's driving down the price of not only used Teslas, but all used cars. Because again, even a used Mustang with 20,000 miles on it, Mustang GT, is now competing with a new Tesla. Well, not only that, but now that Mustang with 20,000 miles is also competing with the recently lowered used Teslas also. That's the really important part here. 
because now you have it in their different brackets. Tesla just dropped all their cars by, let's just say, $10,000. Okay, that means all the used ones are going to drop by roughly $10,000 as well. So everything's coming down. Everything is coming down. Yeah. Well, that's that's great for an enthusiast, right? This is what we want. This Not makes just an enthusiast, but, but the consumers. Like yeah. we, We've been making videos on this for a year plus now, and we, we see all these commenters and all these people that are just pleading, saying, Jesus, please make cars freaking affordable again. I need to buy a vehicle without getting screwed. Well, <laughs> now you might be able to. Right. How much longer would you hold out? It seems like it's all going to happen kind of fast, to be honest. Um, I mean, you've got so much stuff happening. The Federal Reserve is still increasing interest rates. That, and that's where you want to teeter-totter. It all, there is no answer because it all depends on your own personal finance. The, the less money you have to put down, probably the sooner you need to pull the trigger because interest rates are going to continue to climb and interest rates are the killer of all loans. Uh, it also means less people will qualify for the loans, too. So the more you have to put down, the less you have to rely on a bank. Just wait it out, man. You'll know when those prices hit rock bottom. Trust me, you'll know. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, man. I mean, I know for enthusiasts, this is exciting. Because, damn it, we love to look at cars. Like, car shopping is part of the fun. And for the last, what, two years now, it hasn't been fun, dude. It's been frustrating. And I know for somebody like me, it would be really nice to see some inventory get back to normal and that on something like a GR Corolla. And then the prices, you know, the markups to go away. That's all I'm asking, the markups to go away, which it sounds like we might be on the cusp of. Yeah, the markups are stupid. They, they <laughs> needed to go away a while ago. I mean, uh, uh, what, a core GR Corolla is supposed to be about 35 grand. And you're seeing at least $5,000 markups on it, probably more than that. CTRs are getting really aggressive markups. The Nissan Zs are getting really aggressive markups. Like, again, when you can compare it to a Tesla that's also all-wheel drive, if you get the performance or whatever, and it's not really any more than a Corolla, the value's not there for the These cars, these enthusiast cars, have to come down just by comparison, right? Oh, absolutely. So I miss the days when I used to be able to just scroll through Marketplace just on the hunt for my next $1,000 to $5,000 shitbox that I just kind of wanted to buy on a whim. I miss those days. They might be coming back. I need for some enthusiasts with some cool cars to move on from those cool cars for a small amount of money and go get themselves some Teslas. Come on, guys. Do <laughs> what you got. That'd be fun. But the other thing that this is doing um that's more behind the scenes that not everybody sees but it, it's it's the stock aspect of it it's no secret that elon musk the tesla stock has been hurt very badly just by market correction it was overpriced to begin with and then the whole twitter thing he's become you know america's new bad guy now that trump's kind of stepped into the shadows and a lot of people hate him and they really hate him because he took over Twitter and has made changes, whatever. I'm not getting into the political side of it. The fact is Tesla's stock has absolutely plummeted over the last year. But ever since uh, he announced these cuts and started implementing them roughly two or three weeks ago, it's up like almost 35%, which is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will get political. I don't really care that much. It, it's funny ha or concerning, funny, both, 
how much people cannot separate Elon Musk from Tesla and Elon Musk from Twitter and Twitter from Tesla. Uh, you did a social media, basically what we're talking about now, you did like a two and a half minute version of for social media, real quick stuff. And, and the commenters on TikTok was it, which they're not qualified. They're not car enthusiasts. They're just people that probably stumbled on it because you hashtag Tesla or something. Yeah. They can't separate Tesla from Twitter. Like it was a problem for you in the comments, right? Because they were like, you didn't even mention Twitter. And you're like, yeah, no, I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about Tesla. Yeah, people are, uh, I hate that people are just so angry, man. Like every, like, like eight out of every 10 comments is just so <clears throat> angry and hate driven. And I just, I, I, I hate that we've come to that as a society. But yeah, I mean, some guy told me that I wasn't qualified to discuss this because I didn't mention Twitter. Okay, well, should I also talk about the boring company? Because he owns that too. What about SpaceX? I didn't say anything about SpaceX. He owns that too. I, I didn't go over any of their financials. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, yeah. man. People just, they they don't agree with you and they want you to shut up. And so they just sling insults at you until you hopefully do what they say and shut up. And I'm not going to. I'd rather just not read the comments and keep putting out awesome comment content. Yeah, I mean, look, whether you lean left or lean right, like you should be very concerned about anybody, whether it's a news agency or a person on social media or whatever, <laughs> that's telling you to hate somebody, that's telling you. It, whether it's divisive and you know like just any sort of like hey that guy's the new bad guy you should be worried about whoever's saying that um just a little advice uh okay so i guess in closing because i was curious about this if you were mary barra who's the ceo of gm or if you're jim farley who's the ceo of ford what do you do what's your move right now what's again like i think at the beginning i talked about this as like a chess move What's your, what's your move? More marketing, try and spin it and spin it and spin it. Like you're the future of EVs while you completely freak out behind the scenes or what? I don't know. I'd have to see their financials to see how vulnerable they truly are. But I think at least for the time being, you got to kind of take it on the chin and lower your prices. Um, you're probably not, not going to be able to get them as low as Tesla did but you're going to have to lower the prices to at least remain competitive. And for those, those platforms that you can't remain competitive on, you're going to have to find some feature that Tesla can't do or doesn't do that knocks it out of the park. That makes that car worth it. Um, it's the only way you're going to steal sales. Yeah, I, just now, had, I just had a random thought. They're going to, they're going to facilitate or at least buy into the hate speech stuff, right? Because mm -hmm. that's all you can do. If, if, 50% of a demographic is starting to make Elon Musk into a bad guy because he bought Twitter or because of his political views or whatever, freedom of speech views, then all Ford and GM can do is, like you said, lower their prices as much as they can and then be like, well, yeah, but at least we're not, you know, him, deplorable, you know, or whatever. That's all they can do. And it's, yeah. we're going to watch this happen and it's going to be an annoying situation. Yeah, you want to make your predictions now? That was one. That was, that's my prediction. And I don't like, 
you know, Elon Musk is fascinating to me. I don't like Teslas. I don't like what they've done to the industry. I think a Tesla is pretty interesting just as a car enthusiast. How can you not be at least a little bit curious about it? Um, I like his attitude on a lot of things. I don't like his attitude about the future of cars. I wish he would take everything he's doing, throw out the full self-drive and make it radical because he kind of has that 80s little like style to him that you know like but i don't know he loses me on the on the autonomy thing that's where we differ but it would be really interesting if he could pull enough of a lead to where the entire automotive industry maybe this is a prediction i don't think this will happen but if the entire automotive industry kind of retracted and said you EV's not the future. I mean, you can go buy one of those now, but the infrastructure is not there if you want to buy a Tesla or whatever. You know, if they pull back altogether because they realize they're going to lose that battle. So the better move is to band together and go against EV and just let him do it on his own again. But I think they're too far in. It would be absolute mud on there. Yeah. I mean, you said that they're already reinventing the wheel. They're going to have to go reinvent four more if they decide to do that. Yeah, but absolutely. They could turn on the marketing department and say, we're going to go do all hybrids or we're going to go for hydrogen power or that Porsche synthetic fuel. You know, there, there are definitely other avenues, but they've spent so much time, energy and effort and money, so much money saying EV is the future how can you really back it down now? I, I do feel like they're too far in. And at this point, they're just going to have to, it's going to be, it's going to be a media hit job. They're going to continue to make him the most hated man in America. Um, and they're just going to try to find every reason in the world to point to reasons why you shouldn't buy a Tesla. But do you guys realize what's happening here? I, I just hope the people listening are watching this. The legacy car manufacturers reinvented the wheel, spent all their money to follow Tesla. And now Tesla and now Tesla turned on the boosters, so to speak. And all he had to do was lower the price. Granted, it's a drastic cutting of the price, but that's all he had to do because he had the 10-year head start. You know, so whenever somebody says start something early, that's why you do it. Mm -hmm. And it just goes back to what we've been saying for the past, what, eight months, which is like, if you're Ford, why do you change what's been working for 100 plus years and you own, you know, 95% of the, you know, the whole internal combustion side of things? Why are you trying to change everything to follow Tesla? Little EV company that's over there at 6% of the market or whatever. But they did. Um and Man, I think I think if I'm Ford GM or or Dodge Stellantis, I might literally take the option of I'm just going to play to my base. I'm going to tell everybody we're not quite ready with the EV stuff yet. We're still going to have it done by 2030, um, but we're going to dial it back. We're going to focus on making internal combustion engines the best we possibly can, so that you guys, the true fans of ours, can get what you want. Well, you know, GM, GM's working on the next generation of of V8, you know, push rod V8. They're not, they're not letting it go. The marketing department is only talking about EV. That's the future. That's the future. That's the future. But like behind the scenes, they've got their their backup plan. You know what I mean? Like they're not just letting it go. You remember a couple of months ago, you and I both predicted that 
one of the big three would go bankrupt from this whole thing. I feel like this is another nail in one of their coffins. I'm not sure who yet. I'm not sure who it's going to affect the most. I kind of feel like it, this will negatively affect Ford the most just because they've stumbled out of the starting block so much with the EV stuff. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, you guys need to pay attention to the the marketing tricks. I read something today or yesterday that was talking about, oh, yeah, Fort Mach-E sales were up 40% over the previous year. Well, they were a freaking disaster the previous year. I mean, if you're up, it's just, it's the way that they're spinning this stuff is absolutely ridiculous. They're trying to act as if there is a demand to create a demand. You know, yeah. like, don't want to miss out because this is the future and this car, you know, is exploding and it's up 40%. Well, yeah, you sold like 300 the previous year. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, you're, they're just, they're trying to create a demand that's not there. It um, sounds like the, the sales pitch for Bitcoin. But yeah, like that, that Mach-E, that's exactly how Bitcoin got so valuable, by the way. Um, that Mach-E, I mean, they couldn't even hardly sell that car for most of last year because of that recall. Yeah. Like, they were literally not able to to sell it you could you could not go on the ford website and buy the damn car so yeah. if they're selling them again now of course sales are up anything's better than zero exactly and i don't know what that car is doing in california i mean i'm sure people that live in california that don't know shit about cars probably like the thing um and that's what they're counting on that is what they're counting on um okay well i feel like this was pretty all right yeah <laughs> I think we, I think we kind of hit it all. All right, well, guys, if you're still listening, <clears throat> if you stumbled on this and you're new to S3 Magazine and you don't know who the hell we are, uh, we did a print magazine for like I don't know, 16, 17 years. Obviously, print. Um, oh, he's home. Oh, that one's older. Yeah, that's Kelvin's car. Um, uh, now we are doing an app, which I guess is cool because you can get it right now. It's free and there's daily content on it. Yep, that one's rad. That's JCR right there. This was oh. my favorite because it looks like we spilled pizza on it, but it's just printed in. He <laughs> works damn good at making magazine covers. Shout out to Guy Haney, our, our designer, because we could knock those things out of the park, man. But, oh, yeah. um, but you know, hey, the world spoke and the world doesn't like print as much anymore. They want it fast. They want it free. So we have a fast free app. Uh, you can get it on Apple and Android. It's called S3 Magazine. Go check it out. Uh, there's no annoying pop-up ads or anything like that. Um, all right. I guess that's about it, right? That's it, man. Have a good night, guys. See you.